Should we start? Are we there? Yes, I was just hitting my oh. again. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's gone already. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Guy, and I'm getting a little drunk. And I'm a little high. And this is my week weird. Listen, you got to be careful sneezing. Yeah, you do. <laughs> that shit might fuck you up. Oh my god, you poor thing. Uh, ice cream paint job, man. Too hot for my own goo. Too hot for my own goo. So I am too hot for my own back, or my back is too hot for me, or something. I'm low-key laid up. I've been home all day because, really, I need to, like, give myself, I need to be fair to myself. It's not just that I sneezed. I, like, was in Vegas all week, like, playing pool and staying up late and whatever. And then we stayed up all night partying before our 7 a.m. flight mm-hmm. and just went to the airport. And then I had a postnatal or a postpartum the next day at 11 a.m. So, like, I didn't get to sleep. Like, I got, I got home and, like, slept, but I didn't get to, like, sleep in. And then... I had a 22-hour birth, um, oh, God. so it was just, like, a lot for the week. Yeah. And then, like, I literally had, like, one day that felt pretty chill, and I was like, all right, man, tomorrow I'm going to go in and train. Whoopie-ding. And, like, I stood up from my bed and started to walk, and I felt my back, like, tighten up, and I was like, whoa, buddy, what's that? And then just, like, coincidentally, right then, I sneezed, and I think <laughs> the sneeze is really right over the edge, man. Like, <laughs> Oh, it'll do that to you. Yeah, so it's been, like, that thing where, like, you can't bend over at all. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. All right, P. It's better today. And, like, again, it probably would have been better by this morning, except that yesterday I taught my beginner class that I was subbing and then went and played pool, which is bending over a lot. Oh, Yeah. Well, what can we do? So, you know, I made bad choices. And we that's love and we learn. Yeah. Sometimes I make bad choices. I have to deal with that reality. We can't always make good choices. We can't always make good choices. That'd be boring. That'd be so boring. So boring. And keep everyone on their toes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we can talk about the choices that the little family made. Oh, boy. Did the little family make some choices? They made some choices. Choices they made decisions. Some that choice choices, if you will. They cannot be. Hmm, I don't know what the word is. I'm thinking of. They cannot be um, explained. No, never. No, we the, can, they cannot be reasoned with. We're we're unsure. We're unsure. So many questions. It, they felt very impulsive to me. Yes. Um. I will say, okay, well, I guess we should tell them what we're what we're Right, of course, about. we do this. <laughs> so, we're talking about the film Stuart Little. Stuart. Stuart Little. A classic from my childhood. Which I want to say, um, I first encountered this as a book. Because, of course, the book okay. came going to be. And it was one of those books that, like, was in a lot of classrooms, like, you know, in the little lending library shelf. It was like an age-appropriate reading book that the kids liked, whatever, whatever. And for, like, literally years, I would, like, 
not take enough time to read the title and I thought it was called Start Little. <laughs> <laughs> like you start little. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean that makes more sense than Stuart Little. It does. And That's then like, it's a mouse. You start little, it's a mouse. I don't know. And like I never read it. Like it just never felt compelling enough for me to read for whatever reason. I was a fan of the Ramona Quimby books, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um so I didn't really know the story. Um and then and I'm trying to remember because I feel like enough of the movie felt familiar that I must have seen it at some point or at least seen most of it. But I don't remember watching it. Um, yeah, I watched it a lot. I those. Uh, we've talked about it before, I think, in Annie, which this does definitely have some Annie vibes to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but like the my dream of just going into an adoption center and being like, I want that one. This one really, this one really did it for me. And yeah. every time I would watch, I would be like, but look at all of these kids you can choose from. And you're choosing the mouse? <laughs> I just couldn't understand it. I think you can look at this from two perspectives. And one of them is absolutely, you're choosing the mouse. Like you went in there for a little brother for your son and you're choosing the mouse. Yes. And the other way to look at it is like, obviously the mouse is the most special orphan. I guess so. Right? Like the most unusual. Like so, it's the one that stands it, out. It does. It is a talking mouse. Yeah. And I don't. Okay. So all the mice we encounter are clothed, anthropomorphized talking mice. Yeah. Um, in, this, in this movie. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I don't think it's a spoiler. I think we all know that they adopt the mouse, right? We, I think we literally said it. Yeah. Um, but at one point they're going to get clothes for the mouse and they have to buy like doll clothes. And I just feel like, where are the other mice getting their clothes? Wait, that's a great question. Well, and he had clothes to begin with. At the orphanage, he wasn't naked. Yeah. But I guess uh, I have so many questions surrounding it because yeah. it's like, there's an indication that mice are still mice, but right. also. Like the, yeah, right, right. Cause, cause like culturally, like the cat is like a, a mouse can't have a pet cat kind of thing like the cats really make the mice out to be mice um but they like the like his parents like dropped him off or something happened with the mouse to make somebody drop him off at an orphanage also like how old is he it's unrealistic for him to have lived past like one year i'm pretty sure I don't know right. how long. Right, right, right. Mice, mice don't there. live long. Mice no. live like a couple years, maybe. Yeah. So, like that whole that whole thing seems like a terrible plan. Why are you gonna? I mean, it's great to give the mouse a home. I guess in I some think. ways that's really low commitment adoption, right? Like, yeah. Oh, like maybe we want maybe maybe it's like they got cold feet. It's like, oh, we're gonna adopt a little brother. Our son's really fucking excited about it. Do we really want two kids? I don't know. Hey, if we adopt this mouse like short term maybe that's it. it just seems like they could have gone to a pet store but that does make sense they were there and then they they were overwhelmed as soon as they got to the orphanage they were like holy shit there's a lot of them yeah how do we choose but maybe they were really like oh shit we don't actually want that yeah yeah it's like you see the children all being children but i mean i feel like that feels more plausible if this was their first kid like, they know what it means to, like, have a kid and raise a kid. Right. It's they, not like, oh, wait, it's real now. You know? I guess, no, like, they know about it's it. still different from one kid. It's different. But it's already, it's already been birthed. 
Yeah, the difference between one and two is different from the difference between zero and one. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Um, but the, also, my other question is, like, is this mouse... Let's say if you you have to buy the child, right? Do they pay the same amount for the mouse, or is he on is he on discount? Ooh, I don't. I didn't know that they bought the child. I guess I didn't think about that. <laughs> I mean, I just assume you like have to pay the adoption fee, right? Well, you have to pay adoption fees for animals, but like we don't have orphanages anymore. You know what I mean? It's like how did orphanages work? I don't really know. I don't know. I just they know. used to be real. I just know that now that there are so many, um, like, stimulation, it's, like, really expensive to adopt a kid. So I imagine the whole process. at some point, or, like, back then, it also was maybe expensive, maybe it was less at least. But, right, you had to come get a kid. Because yeah. otherwise, I feel like just anybody would have been coming into the orphanage. Well, I think they yeah. kind of did. It was like, oh, we need a kid to work on our farm. We'll okay. go to the orphanage. <laughs> but did they adopt the kid or they were just like... Well, they did, but it's like, we're... Ado- I don't know. It's like you could do that. Like, you could have a ward. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. In a way that's, like, different from having a kid, hmm. I feel like. That's odd. I don't like but that. But also, like... They thought about having kids very differently. You know what I mean? Like, now we, like, what, how we conceive of having children and what children's station is in the family has changed. Like, it used to be that, like, you had kids because you needed help. Right. Like, it was just a very different relationship. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which, okay, I feel like I don't want to gloss over this. I think this is very important. Why... Was there only one mouse at the orphanage? We only see one. We only hear him talk about one. Was there only one mouse? And why was the mouse there? Like, was it just an orphanage for all of the animals and there just happened to only be one mouse? Was the mouse orphanage full? Is there a mouse orphanage? Like, what? Why was there one mouse and all humans and that was it? Right. This is, I have these same questions. It doesn't make sense. And then adopt him the was like are you sure we try to encourage people to adopt not adopt outside of their species and so that indicates that there are multiple types of species living in right. this range but we only right. see we only ever mouse. see this one mouse which like was it like Stuart wasn't where he was supposed to be like are they kept in separate areas like the different species and Stuart just oh, happened maybe. to be in this like neutral zone or something but like also he knew all about the human children remember he was saying all the things yeah. like that one can like yeah they were, blow bubbles or something when he left they were all like i will miss you yeah he has to be so around they could be kept separate no he has to be around them fairly frequently mm-hmm. so think. that we don't know that's a mystery There's so much. There's a lot to unpack with. Yeah, like the world building is very poor. There's a lot that we're just meant to assume uh, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, why are the cats cats? Like, the cats don't wear clothes and, like, have homes. The cats are pet cats. Like, they talk, but they only talk to the mouse. They It does not appear that they can talk to the humans or do. Like, it seems like the cats occupy the same place in this world as our cats do in ours. Yeah. 
But they can talk to the mice, mouse, and they also feel superior to the mice. Yes, obviously. But the my biggest question is: so now you have a basically a bilingual mouse, yeah, and you're not going to use it to help to talk to your cat? Yeah, yeah. Do they not know? That the mouse like, can talk to the cat. Does right. Stuart just not mention this because he thinks it's normal? Does he not realize they can't talk to the cat? I don't know. Like, he has to know. If I had and a cat, why... I mean, that'd be the reason to adopt the fucking mouse, is that it could be your cat translator. Right. And then, like, why not be the advocate? If the cat is, like, upset that he sleeps on a newspaper. Yeah, maybe you could be like, hey. The cat would really love to have a pillow. Like a nice, cozy bed. Like, you're yeah. so right. Oh, my God. I can't I believe can't... that didn't occur to me. Yeah. I, that felt rude. Yeah. Um. I, okay, so there's a few different things that make me question. Is this film and this story meant to be a metaphor for transracial adoption? Um, yeah, I don't know. Because, like, Obviously, it's like we encourage you to adopt within the same species. And then, like, the way that the littles, like, definitely very clearly love their kid, but are also, like, fucking clueless. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, everyone just sort of pretends like the mouse is not a mouse. It's quite possible. Doesn't that feel like a thing? That does make sense. I, like, picked up on it in the adoption part when she was, like, we encourage people to adopt within their species or whatever. And then I just let it go. Because well, once she said the word species, I was like, okay. I thought yeah. she was just going to say within their own. And I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. But so then I let that go. But that does make sense. Yeah, right? And, like, if that is the case, then, like, the moral seems to be, like, it's all okay. They're family. Like, there's not really any real treatment of, like, what those issues are and, like, white saviorism and, like, you know. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's just a story. Maybe it is. You know what? <laughs> I read into things. We don't got to. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. <laughs> it's impossible to know. It could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. But, Yeah. So they, they get the mouse, and they bring him home. He meets the cat first, because the cat tries to eat him. And then the cat Yes, that's, like, the first thing. Which, I mean, I don't blame the cat for being salty, also. I would no, me neither. Like, I'm a pet, and you're now my, like, human? How'd this happen? Yeah, that is weird. And, like, there's no attempt made to explain the situation to Snowbell, to prepare Snowbell. Like, the kid knows he's getting a baby brother, but yeah. no one's talked to the cat. And even if it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be a new family member, you got to fucking tell the cat it's a fucking mouse. And also, yeah. you should probably tell your fucking son that it's a fucking mouse. Right. No one was, no one acknowledged that it was <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, the like the, the, this is like, weird. This he looks is weird. like a you look somewhat like a mouse. Um, he was like, this is weird. But everyone else was just like, meet your new brother. They weren't. Yeah, like, so cute. Yeah, they're all like, no, this is chill. Yeah, and, like when the family comes over, 
Like they're, they bring him like a bowling ball and like a full size bike, which to me indicates they didn't tell any of the fucking family that he's a mouse either. No. Like, why are you telling me he's a mouse? Because I think they just were prepared to um, meet a new kid. I think, I feel like it was the same day. Yeah. Or within the same couple days. So they were like, we're getting a a kid and we're going to overwhelm him on the first day with his entire new family. So I think they had bought these presents before they had actually adopted anything. Which also does seem like silly. Like maybe adopt the kid and then figure out maybe what he said once a day. Yeah, what is the kid like? How old is the kid? Yeah. Yeah, like learn some information and then bombard. Like all you knew is that it was going to be a boy. Which by the way, that's completely unquestioned. That like they're willing to adopt a mouse. Like they don't even... But, like, it better be a boy. Right. He ain't equal. Like, they, they already know they want a boy. Like, ooh, gender. It has to be a brother. Yeah. God forbid. Um, <clears throat> I, I find it very funny in movies when they're having, like, a family party and they'll ring the doorbell and then the entire family is just there ready to walk in. Like, don't they know? They're all, yeah, they, they, they all arrive together and then wait. <laughs> yeah. It seems really, it seems really unreasonable. Very unreasonable. There are these aspects of it that are, I feel like there's a little bit of self-awareness or like it's not realistic on purpose. Like, because of the way that Stuart several times throughout the film says, oh, this feels like a fairy tale. Like, I think it is like, that's meant to be this self-aware reference that like, it feels like a fairy tale. Like there are these like surreal elements and these like. Oh. These elements that, like, just happen to serve the story and, like, aren't realistic because they don't need to be. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I just thought he thought it was his family. Felt like a fairy tale. Because <laughs> he finally had an acceptance. Well, yeah, yeah, that. But, like, yeah, I think it was, I think it's, like, in reference to that. Okay. That's definitely what he meant. Oh, my God. Right. Side note. Last night, I gave the baby some catnip, uh-huh. as one does. Sprinkle, sprinkle, you know, they were cute and excited and all sniffing and stuff. I put the lid on the catnip and I left it on the coffee table. I thought that would be fine because they literally had catnip. Mm-hmm. And then I went and took a bath for my back. And when I, I heard like a pop when I was in the bath and I was like, oh God, what was that? But I didn't go check. And so then I got out of the bath, and I'll send you the pictures. Catnip container empty. Catnip all over the living room floor. Iris just rolling oh, in no. it. Oh, no. Irene, like, chewing on the lid of the container. <laughs> just, like, on a bender. Oh, no. Like, was there I, a lot in there? Yeah, it was, like, full. Oh, my God. It was, like, uh, like two-thirds. It was, like... Probably not a whole cup of catnip, maybe like two thirds of a cup of catnip. Oh my god, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was too much. That's funny. Were they lit? Oh, they were lady. T- they were lady, lady kitty. Oh, <laughs> they were lady kitty. Love that for them. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. It reminded me of the time that I tried to attend your Zoom cat wedding and accidentally oh my spilled gosh. all that catnip on the bed oh and I went on a bender. The Zoom cat wedding. <laughs> wow. 
that's one of those things you know when people are like um the the people said that the pandemic didn't affect our mental health that much <laughs> and everyone's and like, like i did this i didn't show up <laughs> i wouldn't have done that <laughs> right <laughs> that's not normal no i did things that were not normal Zoom wedding for my cat. That was like to a cat that no one else knows. And I was like, hey, friends. And I was like, absolutely. (laughs) I was so excited. It was the social event of my fucking month. Right. (laughs) Your Zoom cat cat wedding. (laughs) I might just call the episode Zoom cat wedding. That is so funny. Oh, I, okay, I, I we need to we we cannot stray too far, but I feel like I cannot leave this story untold since we're discussing cat weddings. When I was probably 12, 13, I'm going to say, uh I married my cat. We had a wedding in the backyard. You married your cat. I married my cat. You're married to your cat. Yeah, well, I, I don't think that's legal. Uh, if it is, there's there's some bigger problems I'm going to have to right. <laughs> You never know in this Oops. country. Um, but yeah, my, my brother was the officiant, and I had bridesmaids, and my friend's sister made a cake. <laughs> that's cute. How old were you? I was like 12 or 13. Okay. I was too old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We can all say it. <laughs> oh my god! But like, I was a very sheltered kid, right? In a small town, and my friends were all weird. And like, I we would suggest something, and it'd be like, "Yeah, let's do it." You know what I mean? Like, there was not a lot of like, "That's weird." <laughs> it just was. Let's let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah, that that happened. Um, yeah. I that- got- <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's less weird or more weird or the same amount of weird, but I like definitely got married to my friend's little brother. Did I do that or did someone else do that? Or did he marry all of us? <laughs> but he, he would get married to us. He was, hmm, how much younger do we think he was? I'm going to say he was maybe five years younger. And we were probably like 10 and he was five. And I, we were just like, oh, it's cute, it's funny, but also, is that really weird? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I feel, wait, how old were you? I, I think we were, like, 10, around 10. Yeah, see, that seems less 10. weird to me. I mean, it was definitely very innocent, but, like. Oh, yeah, obviously. We were just out here letting this little kid marry, get married to us. <laughs> without having, like, a conversation. <laughs> you know, without thinking yeah. that was concerning. My parents definitely didn't seem to think it was concerning when I married my cat. Well, that's great. It's not concerning at all. Mm-hmm. Are you still married to your cat? Well, we never divorced, but I don't think well, that marriage was legal. Is the cat still alive? Come to think of it, no. Ah, so you're widowed. <laughs> wow, that's never occurred to me before. <laughs> You're a widow. Oh my god, I'm a widow and a divorcee. You're you ha- you're hitting all Jesus the check marks. <laughs> I just can't hold on to a fucking 
Yeah, get it together. Damn. <laughs> wow, well, then I tried uh, just living with somebody and they moved out. God damn. <laughs> I'm batting a thousand over here. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Shit, man. It's not good. <laughs> maybe try a dog next. Maybe. Maybe I need to downgrade <laughs> to a dog. A downgrade? Not that a dog is a downgrade. I don't but. think it's a downgrade. You could do, maybe we'll go to the zoo and we'll find you a little animal there. There you go. Maybe the snow leopard. The snow leopard. Sounds like a natural evolution. You need a big cat to marry. Yeah, a a big cat. cat. Yeah. That's it. Life changing. Next time we're at the zoo. Gonna marry the snow. Marry the snow. (laughs) You heard it. That would be really, really normal. It's already wearing white. That's true. It's ready. Yeah. It's been ready its whole life. It's long tail. It's like a veil. It's tail veil. It's tail veil. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. I'll officiate. There you go. We did it. We've already planned it. Amazing. <laughs> um, so now that we've planned my wedding to the snow leopard, we can talk about the movie more. <laughs> It's time. <laughs> okay. So, like, the cat specific, or I don't remember if the cat says this or if I just thought it, and it's, but it's, like, they are kind of upsetting the natural order for, like, the mouse to, like, like, why, like, because, again, like, why are the mice on par with humans and have clothes and stuff? Yeah. I, mean, I literally <laughs> just told Abigail how you're so good and you never get on the counter that you're not supposed to be on. Why are you making a fucking liar? I spoke too soon. Yeah, just just hop over the stove. What a great plan. Nothing can go wrong. Big dummy. Naughty. Naughty kitten. Oh, that girl. Just look over. God. Um, yeah, like it's it doesn't make sense that the cats are pets. And act like pets and don't talk. And the mice are little people. No, it makes no sense. Yeah, I'm not over that. Um, <laughs> and my next note is they're being very cavalier about him nearly drowning. They were. Right? <laughs> it was like, they called that's him funny. The doctor. But then also the doctor is too, just like acts like he um, works on mice all the time. Yeah, but that's normal. So, like, it's all, I don't understand. Um, well, they, even they put it. him in that normal-sized bed. How does he get out of the bed in the morning? Um, and then he has to, like, go, like, downstairs, I presume? Like, that just so. seems like... I mean, yeah, they didn't, like, plan to have a mouse, so they didn't plan to make it an accessible home for him. No, there's no accessibility. No, they didn't think about that at all. I do, though, he did look so cozy, being so small in that big bag. I know. I I, that was my first thought when, um, and I don't know, maybe I'll save this note so it's not a spoiler. Maybe I'll just edit this out. Um, but that was my first thought when he went to live with the fake mouse parents. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, that'd be a real bummer to go from having, like, a magical, huge bed. To this little sadness. Yeah. Ugh, I would love a magical, huge bed. Oh, yeah. Ugh, the dream. It's ironic because <laughs> something I mentioned earlier in the podcast or in an earlier episode is that sometimes if I'm trying to fall asleep, 
I imagine that I'm a little tiny mouse and I'm real cozy. I'll crawl up my cozy nest. Right. I, this is kind of the opposite. It's like the mouse is pretending it's to be a true. person. I love closed spaces. I actually mm-hmm. also want to be in a tight little nest, but I also want to be really small and very in a very giant bed. Both things, both, both, oh God, both things seem very comfortable. They do. There's more. There's. Oh no, I can't speak anymore. There's more than one route to comfort. Yeah, there's more than one route to comfort. I think you're. I think you're mm-hmm. right on the money. We have options. So, yeah, we talked about that. Oh, like- also him being in the laundry. Like, imagine that happening today, and it's in one of the lock ones. And you just yeah, watch it and they lock around. You'd have to cancel and then wait for it to drain. Can you do that? Yeah. Oh, I there's like that. a cancel button usually. Okay. Yeah, the drama that would cause. Yeah, come to think of it, I mean, surely there must be. I'll have to look on my, on my washer. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think if I've ever seen one on the units at the laundromat, but, like, I'm never looking for it. No, but it it would make, like, something has to happen. You can't just be, like, yeah. It seems dangerous. Because, like, something could be in there. Like, that can happen. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, so, like, it's a safety feature. Yeah. I have to find it. I have to. I'll report back at a later date. Yeah, report back. Um, I also just want to make a note that I don't like this little kid. I think he's annoying. He is kind of annoying, but I I don't know. I think he's also kind of cute. I just don't. (laughs) I don't find little kids charming. I don't find precocious little kids charming. No. Uh, And I I find this particular child actor, I don't know. I just find him annoying. (laughs) I remember thinking he was cute as a child. So, like, I, I don't know. I still think that he has, like, cute qualities. But he also is a very spoiled child. Yeah. Like, He's real room... fucking shitty about Stuart. Yeah. I mean, though, like, imagine, imagine being a kid and you're, like, gonna get a new sibling that maybe mm-hmm. you've wanted for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then you come home and... It's a mouse. And they don't say to you, like, hey, I know you were probably expecting a human. Yeah, no one talks to him. And just so you know, we ended up doing this. And, like, you know, it's, 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 I know it's, you know, you might need to kind of, like, adjust your expectations or whatever. But, like, you you know, like, some, something, anything. They just needed to talk to him before. Yeah. There was so many ways to go about this that they didn't. Which, okay, wait, was it about, I... So maybe it's an allegory for transracial adoption, but is it? Could it also be an allegory about adopting, like a disabled child? Um, maybe. It doesn't hold up as well, I don't think. No, because they don't necessarily show him like struggling in a disability type way. Yeah, yeah, you like know? the fact that they make no accommodations and he's just like somehow that's just fine. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's more, it could be more along the lines of a racial situation. Who can know? It might just be about a mouse. It could just be about a mouse. 
it could be we you know it's possible <laughs> um and like he says that like at the at the family introduction party when he's like how's he gonna do any of this stuff he's a mouse like he's 100 percent right right like they're all acting like crazy like oh get up on this bike mouse Right, like maybe you would reevaluate what's just happened, and also they didn't necessarily make it didn't make Stuart feel good. Yeah, it made him feel sad. Like yeah, it's like oh, we have these expectations of you that you can never fulfill. Yeah, like wouldn't you be like oh my god, like we assumed you would be a human. Your parents didn't tell us otherwise, which is yeah. Up. We're so sorry that we got you these gifts that you can't use. Don't worry, we're gonna like now get gifts that are good gifts for you. We'll reevaluate the yeah. situation. And they just poor little guy. I know. So um, then they wait, can we can we quickly are we at the family the family time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can we just touch on their greeting? Oh, their right, little, that weird what high, is it? Little, little high, high little, little hey, low. little ho. Uh, that always annoyed me as a child. Yeah, that's weird. I don't I don't know. If I knew a family who was like that, I would in- inherently distrust them. Yeah. I would, <laughs> if my family was like that, I would probably have to turn into an axe murderer. <laughs> it's the only way. It's the only way through. You can't. You can't be that. I, uh-uh. However, on the other, on the other end, I kind of think that we should <laughs> greet each other just... Little hey, little ho. We should. We personally should. I think we should. Like do we it. should just start doing that. I don't think anyone else should do that with their like, family. Whoever sees the other person first, like little hey, it's like little, little ho, like, little ho. But you know, I love that for us. I super do. And also, we could, <laughs> if we wanted to change it, it could be little whore, little ho, <laughs> little whore, little ho, <laughs> little slut. A little what? A little cum bucket. <laughs> a little cum bucket. You cum dumpster. <laughs> Just like make it worse every time. Just go back and forth. A little used up cunt. <laughs> Sorry, I need to edit this out. This isn't okay. <laughs> or is it? I apologize for who I am as a person. I don't know. I don't think you should apologize for who you are. <laughs> So I need so many listeners. Yep. (laughs) I respect (laughs) women. (laughs) We love women. (laughs) Oh my god. And I can say that I can say all of these things because I reclaim them because I'm a woman and they're all used misogynistically. So it's actually fine. (laughs) I I think they know that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I assume if they've stayed with us this long. This long. They figured that out by now. That's true. We are the, like, hashtag nachos for hot hoes. I literally never call them anything else now. I, it's hard not to. No, every time. Like, oh, we get some nachos for hot hoes. And then depending on who I'm with, it's like, what? <laughs> what are we getting? What are we getting? You don't call nachos for hot hoes? You don't say nachos for hot hoes? <laughs> what? Next thing you know, you're going to tell me you don't say the harder the crunch, the softer the dip. That. How dare. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's frankly impressive. The rabbit holes we can go down discussing a children's movie based on a children's book. 
But honestly, it's weird. We're not wrong. It's fucking weird. Uh, anyway, follow us on the gram at WineWeedWeird. Slide into those DMs. Uh, leave us a voice memo wherever you listen. You can follow that little linky link. You can also rate and review wherever you listen. Subscribe. It's super helpful if you uh, rate and review on the Apple Podcast. It's super helpful if you subscribe and listen on the Spotify. Steal your friends' phones and rate and review uh, on their phones. Subscribe on their phones. Share the pod with your friends. Send us money. You know all the things that you have to do. Do them. And, you know, obviously what this means is that we're going to be back next week to (laughs) discuss this extremely important topic further and until next time i've been emily she's been kai she's been a little drunk i've been a little high and you've been listening to wine weed weird matt ice cream paint job sneeze